Hello friends, welcome to yet another chapter in the Design Your Life series. I am Bruhat Butch and today with me is a person who is more than a mentor and a guide to me. Her name is Harini Srinivasan. Welcome Harini to the Design Your Life series. Hi Bruhat, good to be speaking with you. Uh, Harini is going to be talking about a topic which is very close uh, to my heart, which is taking charge, climb, soar, drive, repeat. But before Harini starts talking about it, let me give you a brief idea of her profile. Uh, she is a seasoned human resources leader with expertise in all areas of HR, across geographies including India, Middle East, that is the GCC countries, Europe and APAC. A maverick CHRO who believes in making work awesome. And along with that, she's also an HR columnist and a very popular speaker at various HR and leadership forums. Not only does she love interacting with students, she is also a visiting faculty at universities and e-schools in India. And along with that, she is a tremendous leadership coach. She has been working with a lot of uh, clients across the globe and currently she is a partner at the Tempo Style Institute India. So, uh, Harini, uh, before we go on to the questions, would you like to give a brief uh, introduction about the topic today so that our listeners can understand what we are going to be really talking about? Oh, sure. Amazing. So, uh, Often at times in our life, we come across situations where we reach the particular point and then we think what's to be done. Mm -hmm. And then we go back reflecting on uh, how we got there and uh, what we should have done and what we shouldn't have been doing to have got there, we have got into a better place and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So I thought it's also important for, uh, for everyone, including uh, very young minds, to start thinking a few steps ahead like mm -hmm. you would do in a game of chess. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, this thought actually came when I was interacting with students. In fact, students who told me that, why do I have to go to a point and start thinking, uh, what should I do next? Why do we always have to say that let's cross the bridge when it comes? Why don't we start thinking a few steps ahead? So, the conversation today is all going to revolve around how do you start thinking a little ahead of where you want to go and then you know drive your way or drive your destiny to get there. Wow, that's fantastic because generally people talk about the what and the why and uh, if you're going to be giving the how, that's going to be fantastic. So let's start with the questioning. Uh, the first question that I want to ask you is, uh, you know, when I when I read the topic, it in intrigued me. And uh, according to you, when does one really have to start the climb? Right. So life is something which is, to me, uh, me being, being an eternal optimist, for me, life is something which I always see as progressive and ascending. Mm -hmm. So, whether it is your professional life, whether it is your personal life, there's always something which moves ahead and upwards. Mm -hmm. The client actually starts when you start walking. It's, it's never a, a plain path for you to walk on. It's never a bed of roses for you to just glide smoothly. There's always some effort every individual has to take from one, one, from one within to get to the next point in life. 
that's what is that's what happens in your climbing right when you're climbing you have to put some effort to push yourself to the next step so according mm-hmm. to me the climb starts right at the beginning when you start thinking about when you when you started uh, you know when your thinking capability is good enough for you to design what you're going to do the very next moment or the very next day the climb starts right there one doesn't really have to wait saying that okay right now i'm a student let me finish uh, my curriculum let me let me then think about what i have to do next till then it's a plain simple smooth path no that's not true for me for me it is life is like every single day there's a climb you start climbing the moment you start walking uh interesting when you say that um however uh, another follow up question comes to my mind here which says that while you are climbing you need a safety harness and a mentor uh yeah. can you give me some idea or can you give the students an idea on how to get that safety harness and who should they really uh, pick and choose as mentors yeah absolutely so when you are talking about climbing there's always this fear of falling right Uh, you are going against gravity so the fear is is the one thing which actually makes people take a step back and take things a little casually lightly saying what if i fall mm. but remember there are lots of people who have gone ahead of 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 us in the race and it's quite possible that they must have faced similar situations similar uh, incidences in their life and it's all about learning from their experiences it could be collective experiences or sometimes there are individuals who uh, a few years of their life could be exactly a replica of you know what we are going through mm-hmm. it's it's all about looking out for those people finding them wherever they are and now with with social media it's become a lot more easier right. uh, start networking identifying people with whom you can relate with uh, the journeys with, with which you can relate with mm-hmm. reach out to them find out if they are willing to be your mentor uh, and and believe me you can have multiple mentors at any point in time so it's all about finding out the people with whom you, whose journeys you can relate with and mm-hmm. where you feel that you might have an opportunity where you can ask those questions without like my my favorite phrase asking questions without the fear of consequence mm-hmm. so there are people around in your network where you can ask questions uh, you know i i used to have a mentor to whom i had declared right in the beginning saying that every friday i'll ask you a stupid question okay are you willing to give me answer now this was something which started as a very agendaless conversation uh, as uh, ricardo always says mm-hmm. now this is something which was agendaless but actually after a few conversations both my mentor and myself mm-hmm. we realized that they are act- a accumulative a collection of all these uh, conversations actually resulted in a lot of insights now these could be these could appear baseless Uh, to an onlooker, it would look like it's just a uh, it's just a conversation which has no consequence. But mm-hmm. when you put all of it together, those are conversations of collective learnings and experiences. Right. And these collective learnings and experiences actually they start weaving into that safety net, uh, which keeps you going. And then when once you see that safety net actually evolving in front of you, it becomes very easy for you to fearlessly start the climb. So look out for those people in your network. identify uh, with whose journeys you can relate with at that point in time mm-hmm. reach out try and connect and build those conversations and you will see the safety net giving itself uh it's interesting that you speak about building conversations and uh, you know weaving all of that uh, you know into a safety net so uh you know uh, which brings me to the second point of sore uh, you know who can help one sore and uh, when you say you know you need to find the right people in the network 
how to get the right people to do that yeah that's actually that is a toughest part you know uh, till the time you're climbing till the time you're building your safety net it's kind of easy mm-hmm. because the consequences again are not too bad uh, mm-hmm. you can do trial and error you can fail a little you can fall a few times you can still get up you may even end up uh, identifying the not so right people it's still it's still easy at that stage but at a point where you want to catapult yourself to the next level where you want you've finished your climb you've reached a point where you're you're passing for a few seconds and you want to soar to really the next orbit that's where it becomes very very critical on making the right choice now many a times uh, we all assume that the most logical person senior person in front of us front of us with whom we are interacting on a daily basis it could be Uh, a teacher it could be your own boss mm-hmm. uh, it could be uh, a parent with who is influencing you on, on you uh, on you and your daily actions we assume that that person is a mentor and is going to take me to the next orbit it right. may not be true at all times um, mm-hmm. and it, the first thing there is to start evaluating whether this person is just going to help me climb further or is this person going to help me soar now i can, I can actually best relate this with a with a story Okay. Yeah, sure. uh, a personal experience. Sure. Uh, you know, I was at a point of time. I was I was on my climb, okay, in my mm. professional climb, mm. and I was all the time. I was doing extremely well in what I was doing and mm-hmm. climbing, actually mm. climbing. Mm. And it was my assumption that my most logical place to keep climbing mm-hmm. is to become a specialist in one area of HR. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what my immediate bosses told me. Now I I could have assumed that my immediate bosses. are my mentors who are who are going to help me through my career journey of course they have been great and they helped me climb mm-hmm. but at one point i came across somebody who told me that i think uh, you're made for much more beyond this and you have to attempt to do to do 10 other things and you've already lost a lot of time and target yourself for another 3 years and fix yourself as to where you want to go and that should be four times higher than this now yeah. the way this individual actually came across and told me that was through conversation where we discussed about different aspirations that i had right mm-hmm. and the aspirations i mean he actually kindled me to talk about those aspirations mm-hmm. now when i started speaking about the aspirations slowly there was an internal discovery that i can do 10 different things than what i'm currently doing at my best right so the 10 different things actually when i put them together so this is the person who actually told me that you can soar doing things which you are different things which are different from what you are currently doing and that will take you to the next orbit so somebody who tells you do not limit yourself Correct. somebody who tells you push yourself to the beyond your limit someone who literally throws you into the into the sea and out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. that is probably the right person initially it looked like this person is really uh, you know torturing me and not letting me sit in peace But right. I think that's the right person who will help you soar. Anyone else who's who's giving the best uh, uh, kind of coaching and uh, you know driving you to do your best in your comfort zone probably will only help you climb, but not soar. So look for the person who shakes you out of your comfort zone. Wow, that's that's pretty inspirational. And uh, why I can relate to this is I'm very very sure all the people who worked under you in uh, the previous organization that we worked together, all of us felt like we were soaring. Yes, initially we did think that you know why is Harini being so critical of us? But uh, I think it, it all boils down to you 
becoming your best version and to become the best version you uh, you know don't uh, compensate with uh, good or better it's always supposed to be the best so i think yeah. it's a fantastic example that you and, and in fact this this morning i just read that you know i read somewhere it just came to me as a snippet but that one sentence made my day it said that don't go uh, and be with the person who feels you're good enough but be with the person who's damn sure about you you know so i'm 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 only looking for uh, you know identify that person who's damn sure about you who's willing to put his or her stakes on you take a risk and let you explore and mm-hmm. if and if person has if that person has the ability to take the risk and put stakes on you yeah. then i think that person is the one who will let you soar fabulous fabulous um now when we talk about soaring and uh, of course i you know i would really love to explore this further and further however uh you know we have to move forward because of the trimmed time in the podcast um when you say soaring all right uh you've already soared to a level you have a mentor who's going to take you uh you also spoke about diving so how does a dive feel when you're really soaring and uh, yeah. if you can explain that with an example or narrator small story uh you know it will really help oh yes oh yes uh career journeys are really uh they're extremely exciting i would say they're nothing less than an adventure mm-hmm. for anyone who's done a little bit of experimentation on his or her career path it's, it's nothing less than, less than an adventure so when you're when you're soaring at heights there are two things that can happen one is you might you might feel bored of being at that height and you might want to dive down okay that's conscious diving Mm-hmm. there are people uh, now i wouldn't go with really a story but i can give you uh, examples now, there are sure. people who when they are soaring at their peak they decide to hang up their boots and they say fine i've done enough now let me dive down and let me do something else let's say let me start farming or let me start uh, let me create an ngo you know a lot, lot of people who have done that you know when they were at their peak of their career right So what they're doing is when they're doing this conscious diving, mm. they're actually carrying with them a parachute of thoughts which they have created throughout their climbing and soaring. Mm. The parachute is nothing but a set of skills that they that they have developed, which is going to help them when they let go of of uh, the you know the safety of the corporate world or their careers. When they let go of that and when they take that dive, the parachute of skills. skills and it's a combination of skills ability fashion ikigai whatever you may call it so the parachute will open up and it will take them to where they want to go next and the dive and the landing will be absolutely smooth mm-hmm. that's easy what happens to people uh, when the dive is forced okay let's look at the current scenario economy slow down this is the worst that can happen that's what everybody is talking yeah i'm sure there are going to be situations where you know unfortunately a lot of your people are going to have to be definitely forced to die when they're mm-hmm. sorry mm-hmm. i mean let's face reality it's going to happen yeah what what people have to do is there's nothing to worry this going to happen is going to happen it's inevitable now when right. you're in an aircraft you know that there can be one in a million trillion days when something can go wrong with your aircraft right? it's possible but how do you face it yeah just remember to carry that uh, parachute that you have created throughout your uh, journey mm. your career journey just ensure that you're holding on to that parachute and not leaving it forgetting it somewhere so while you know that the dive is about to happen or even after you've started diving as long as your parachute is with you 
I think you'll find your way somewhere or the other at, at a reasonably right point. The parachute will open up, and it will take you to where you have to go next. It will actually give you a safe landing. But right. if you refuse to carry the parachute with you, if mm. you keep asking yourself, "Why me?" Mm. Not just being a victim. Everybody mm. will be a victim, no? When when you are pushed from that height, when you have to dive, there is every human will feel that yes, I am a victim, and why did this happen to me? Right. But if you keep keep building on that, then it becomes a victim behavior, and right. that's what actually pokes holes in the parachute. So if you if you keep aware the victim behavior and carry the parachute of your passion, of what you want to do, of where you want to take yourself next, mm-hmm. then I think the dive becomes Safe. I won't say easy. The dive is difficult because you're actually coming down with the force of gravity, and that that tremendous. It really pulls you down. But at least the landing will be safe. So mm-hmm. remember the parachute of your passion, and uh, ensure that it's always uh, with you. And and then the dive becomes safe. Interesting uh, you to say that, and which uh, brings me uh, to a last and a very uh, intriguing question, which is a mix of three questions actually. Uh, one is uh, does it require more effort to rise after a fall uh, mm-hmm. how easy is that and uh, if you can uh, you know even in a master chef there is something called as a secret ingredient so you know if you can give a secret behind the bounce back of those who have done it uh, even if not an example but what is that secret behind uh, you know bouncing back um, that will put a nice summary to this entire thing oh yes oh yes it is difficult uh, to uh, you know climb up after uh, a dive okay? mm. so uh, climb is easy because it, the end looks your destination looks uh, higher than where you are so so there's a lot of enthusiasm soaring mm. is absolutely fabulous you know you're going to be on top of the world above the clouds diving is is difficult because you're handling uh, things which are going against you you're getting pulled down by gravity things are not in your control yes once you reach the ground uh you again have to start looking up and that's difficult because you've gone through an experience which is extremely uh you know it can be traumatic when you're diving down even if it's a conscious dive there are lots of sacrifices people do there are lots of things that you have to give up when they take that dive and right. that 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 has a huge impact on on the system on the individual right. so it's very difficult to come back after a dive whether it's a conscious dive or an unconscious uh, push it is difficult but at the same time If your parachute has one more safety uh, equipment along with it, and that's called resilience. It's, right. it's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. If resilience is something which is your way of life, no matter how many times you're made to dive, I think resilience is one thing which will keep pulling you back. Right. It, it is just it, it gives you that platform. It gives you that jack. It gives you again the catapult effect. But resilience in its right doses. Mm. Right. Uh, if you, if you take an overdose of resilience and you dive really down and you have to come really back, uh, that will also be very very draining on your system and on your psyche. That's not possible. But resilience in its right doses, uh, I think that's the secret ingredient for anyone who is just gone and hit the uh, the the deepest of the uh, you know the nadir has to come back to the highest of his zenith. I think resilience is the only key. Excellent. I think that was a very nice uh, summary to whatever you said, and uh, you know, even I believe in this uh, quote, which says, "The power to believe yourself is the power to change fate." So, uh, uh, Harini, uh, thank you so much for uh, you know uh, becoming the guest speaker in this podcast. 
and uh, i really i really uh, am thankful for you to be sparing time from your busy schedule to be doing this for me pleasure is all mine bro it was really wonderful having a conversation great and for the listeners who want to get in touch with uh, harini you can go to linkedin and uh, search for harini shrinivasan and uh, you will find the maverick lady over there all right uh, with that uh, thank you for one second harini and i'll see you in the next one